So. Hello. You finally get to be on the round table. Yeah. Special guest star. Limited <laughs> magic. Yeah. It's me, you girl. You excited? I don't just do reactions. I have opinions. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> and, it, and the truth is, once we do get another mic set up and a new mixer, which, you know, costs money, we're going to set her up where she'll be on all of them with us. At least the one she can be on. Really? Because I know your work schedules. But yeah. So I'm hopeful, you know, hopefully we can get it sooner rather than later because, I mean, I'm hopeful. Hopefully you guys like me because I like being here, so. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it will be the judge of that. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. And I'm Hannah Heiler. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored Unfiltered. thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back. Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. You nailed it. Thank you. I've only watched every single episode. <laughs> Done my homework here. You did great. So You did uh, great. I have to. I have big shoes to fill with Nick, so, you know, I gotta... He does have clown feet. I do. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I had to. I had to. Uh, Anyways, we have a bunch of stories to dive into today. But of course, since it's the Tuesday edition of the show, we have to talk about the box office. Totally. You ready? Yes. I am pulling up the, it's called, the website's called The Numbers because they fucking, anyone who like follows box office stuff, they redesigned box office mojo a long time ago and it sucks. Oh. And they changed everything. Really? Yeah. IMDb bottom. Ah. Change the whole layout and it looks like shit. It used to be the Ridiculous. best. Ridiculous. I feel like numbers though is straight to the point though, so yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah, you yeah. Know what you pay for? You true, know? true, very true. Uh, coming in at number one last weekend was Dune, making forty-one million dollars in its first weekend. Uh, coming in at number two was Halloween Kills, dropping seventy-one percent. Needs to be higher. At fourteen point four million dollars. However, it's made enough money on its low budget that. Yeah. She, she she's fine sure. but it did have a huge drop like a very very big drop you can probably attribute that to it streaming as well coming in at number three was no time to die dropping 49 percent from its second to third week making 12.2 million i predicted that it might make more than halloween kills because i thought it would drop yeah. more honestly but yeah. it halloween kills ended up making two million more coming in at number four was venom let there be carnage dropping 44 percent from its third to fourth week making another 9.3 million wow. coming in at number five was newcomer animated film ron's gone wrong Making $7.3 million. All right. And uh, I wanted to dive into the box office a little bit more. So that's the generic top five. Sure. But let's look at some worldwide performance totals so far. First, let's go to No Time to Die. No Time to Die, as of right now, has made $524.2 million worldwide. Wow. Which is very good. Yeah. And it had a, we talked about it last week, it had a per production budget of $250 million. So it's made 2.1 times its production budget, which is good, good but there's rumors going around that they spent a lot of money on marketing. Mm. So maybe on paper it's successful because you, you normally got to make at least 1.5 times your budget and then everything you make after that's profit. So on a normal run, it'd be making profit, but who knows? But I thought that'd be fun to bring up. Yeah. Going to Halloween Kills worldwide has made $90 million dollars. On a $20 million budget, it has made 4.5 times its production budget, so it's it's golden. It's Are doing good. Are make a fourth one because of it? No, I'm kidding. They, th- technically, if you count the first one, this would be the third one. Right, because back to the 1978. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I meant of the recent ones. Then it would be the... 
Oh, wait. Yeah. The fourth one, you were right. Yeah. Wow. I messed that one up. <laughs> Mark it. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I wanted to look at, unfortunately, the last duel. On a production budget of north of $100 million, so far worldwide, it's made 17 Which that movie deserved better. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, it's uh, no bueno. Especially with such, such big names yeah. attached to it. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, coming in, I, I said that like I was continuing the list. Venom Let There Be Carnage's full worldwide numbers. Our, uh, worldwide, it's made $352.4 million. It has made 3.2 times its production budget. So it's profit. Good for them. Profit, profit. Right. Good for Venom. Good for them. Good for them. Still still the highest domestic opening weekend of the pandemic That's so far. That's incredible. It is. I, I can't believe it. Of all of all the superhero and the big things that come out. I think Spider-Man might beat it. 100%. Because at, at first I was thinking it would be Eternals. Yeah. But... It has mixed reviews out the gate. Really? Uh-huh. I mean, not mixed for Marvel. Sure. Because normally Marvel's over- overwhelmingly positive. Right. These are like good reviews. And so maybe that can prevent the 100 million opening. Yeah. But I still think it's going to open excellently. Don't get me wrong. It's going to sure. make a lot of money. Sure. Huh. And last but not least, Dune. So far worldwide has made $223.2 million. Whoa. Because overseas, a lot of markets don't have HBO Max. And that number is pretty impressive with, with the HBO Max caveat. And it has made 1.4 times its production budget. So it's pretty much right at the break-even point. Wow. And so Dune is going to make money. Which means, yeah, which we'll means g- maybe we'll get part two. Yes, yes, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly what that means. So we can only hope. But yeah, I just wanted to pull up some box office numbers there for you guys. Before we move on to our first story. And okay, I'm going to... I'm going to do a story that dropped right before we started recording, and she doesn't know this story that we're going to talk about because uh, she's going to find she's going to be really happy about this, and I wanted to not tell her so we could get her reaction on camera. Okay. So, Batgirl, the HBO Max um, original movie, yeah, because DC recently announced that they're going to make a lot, bunch of HBO Max original movies. Yeah. Batgirl has uh, Leslie Grace is going to play Batgirl. She was Very from In the cool. Heights. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is coming back as Commissioner Gordon. Incredible. So it's like a DCEU movie. Wow. Well, they just discovered their villain. It's gonna the villain is gonna be Firefly, famous Batman villain. You know, okay. kind of walks around, looks like a firefly, lights sure. people on fire. Sure. Actually, gender swapped it in the Gotham TV show. Okay. But they're sticking more to the comics on this. It will be a male. Okay. And hit it with me. Uh, Who, is it? Who is it? Firefly will be pre- according to Deadline as an exclusive. Okay. Firefly will be played by Brendan Fraser. Stop it. <laughs> I literally had to get away from the mic because I knew I was going to shout and I did not want to mess. You're joking, really? Yep. She loves Brendan Fraser, you guys. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> I love him so much. He deserves the world. He yep. deserves everything. The mm-hmm. fact that he... I can just picture him at home. Like, maybe they just called him. They were like, hey, you're going to be Firefly. And he was just probably like... Shucks! Oh man, you guys, you guys want me to be in your movie? Oh man, that I would love to do that. Thank you for thinking of me. And that just, my heart. Okay, 
that that everything we can just oh my god that's that's the top story yep incredible oh yeah thank you for that i'm gonna read a little bit from the article <laughs> brendan fraser is set to join leslie grace and warner brothers and dc films batgirl although not confirmed sources believe fraser will play the supervillain firefly in the pick and both hollywood reporter and variety have chipped in saying that they've also heard he'd be playing firefly um, but, 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 the film will be bow on HBO Max, marking the first of major DC properties to debut exclusively on the streamer. Christina Hodgson wrote the script. She also wrote Birds of Prey and the upcoming Flash movie. Women. Go women. Women and Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. That's all you need. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Brendan Fraser joining Batgirl as Firefly? Well, I kind of jumped the gun and already mm-hmm. went on a slight Brendan Fraser rant, yeah. so I feel it's like right. I already said a lot. You're excited. I got excited. No. Um, but that's that's super exciting. I'm glad that they... First off, the idea of them doing the, the HBO movies, that's a cool, you know, cool idea, seeing if it works, branching out, trying new things, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. And the... You know, always it's always great to get big names like that, especially for your villain, and especially if, with Firefly. I don't know; I'm not as familiar with that villain. Um, so, getting a bigger, bigger name to play someone like that is only great news, I think, um, to bring more people to watch it. Um, I think Brendan Fraser is a big name, so you know what I mean. But uh, that's exciting, and and you know, we love casting announcements. So, yes, so yes, we do. That just makes me want to watch it more. So. Good. I'm all for it. Good. I'm very excited about Brendan Fraser. Yes. I'm excited about Firefly. Yes. It's a cool little yeah. C-list villain. Um, thought the Gotham portrayal was okay. Really looking forward to Brendan Fraser playing anything, let alone Firefly. So I'm very much so looking forward. This movie keeps having like great news about it come out. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to Batgirl. What do you guys think about Brendan Fraser joining Batgirl as Firefly? Let us know down below. And now we're going to move on to our next story. This one is a bit more somber. And unfortunate. Um, it happened right as we were wrapping up last episode, and um, you know it was something that uh, was really sad to hear. And you know I'm glad that some time has passed so we can talk about it a little bit because some information has come out. Not all of it though. The investigation isn't over. But uh, on the a set of a movie called Rust, uh, there was a situation where a prop gun accidentally discharged, had a live round in it, and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured the director. And Alec Baldwin was the actor who fired the weapon. And uh, I know that when tragedies happen, what we like to do is immediately try to find someone to, excuse me, put like put blame on or say, like, who's responsible? What happened? It's important to wait for all the facts to come out. And I wanted to report, as of right now, the information that we have about what happened. Because it was really sad, really tragic. No one deserves to lose their life, especially on a film set, which I think is the fun, the most fun experience in the world. Um, basically, from an affidavit that came out from the Santa Fe, New Mexican Police Department, uh, basically, a first assistant director walked over to an armory cart that had three prop guns on it, but they were using real revolvers. So, and normally what happens is you fill real revolvers with blanks and little BBs so that they, you know, that it's fake. And they had to put dummy rounds in it because it was a, according to the thing, it was a close-up. And you have to put dummy rounds in it so that you can't see just empty bullets. So um, they looked up, he grabbed it, he walked inside. The armorer was not on the cart, was nowhere to be found, which normally they wait, they inspect the weapon, hand it off, and then take it in. But the first director grabbed it, walked in, and said, cold gun, and handed it to Alec Baldwin. What cold gun means is that it's free to use, the actor can now get into character, and everything should go as planned. Well... There was a live round on the gun, 
And when he was rehearsing a scene, he shot it towards the camera director and it hit the cinematographer. Really, really sad and tragic. Um, a, plethora, a plethora of safety standards were not met. Um, someone brought, first of all, someone brought the weapon to set with a live round in it, which should not have happened. The armor should have immediately checked each of the barrels, made sure it was clear. They actually sometimes have an orange tip that they'll put through each thing to make sure that you can see it through the other end. Um, the first assistant director shouldn't have grabbed the gun without the cart there. And I'm only basing this off the information we have now, so I'm not naming names because mm-hmm. more information could come out that we don't know. And declared the gun cold, which, again, should not have happened until they knew it was safe. Um, in the affidavit, it actually had reports, and I think the LA Times reported this as well, so as long as with AP News. They said that um, apparently a bunch of crew members on that set were complaining about safety protocols and complaining just about being treated like trash in general. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them even walked out the day of, and they had to hire a new crew quickly. And, yeah, a lot of things that should not have happened. And it's, it's eye-opening to know that when you do one little thing wrong, like one person who didn't check one thing mm-hmm. led to somebody dying. And it's, it's a really unfortunate thing that went down. And it just goes to show that safety should always be number one priority on sets. Um, I've only made very independent short films that have no budgets. And I can only imagine how this director feels, the one who's currently in the hospital. And just because, like, you know, we shot during we shot the local during the pandemic. And, you know, I took a course on how to shoot safely during the pandemic just because like, if, if we were shooting and somebody got sick during the shooting, it would have fucking destroyed me. So I can only imagine with someone losing their life, how Alec Baldwin feels, mm-hmm. how everyone involved feels. It has to be horrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was important to bring up and talk about because uh, a lot of people don't really know how film sets work. And they wanted to, you know, point blame one direction. Again, there is more information that we have to wait to find out about. Maybe a crazy thing in the case comes up. Right. And it comes up and it turns out differently. But it also brings up the the argument that, um, you know, live blanks still being used on sets after the Brandon Lee situation in the 90s yes. with The Crow. You know, on our film, we have guns in our film, but we used airsoft guns that we painted to look like real guns. And we um, did CG effects for the muzzle flashes. Now, I understand that some filmmakers make the argument that for um, muzzle flashes, that they want it to look real, that you get a better performance from the actor and the lighting and all that stuff. Most of that can be faked CG. And, like, we live in an age now where, like, a 14-year-old with a laptop could do that. So the jury's still out in my mind as to the argument of should they just ban muzzle live muzzle flashes instead of cg ones because they're very cheap to do the cg ones and they look great now but so i'm jury's still out on that because i also understand you wanting to look things being camera real because i feel the same way about that so it's still a lot to take in a lot to debate when you heard about the story what went through your mind and you know just from being on film sets yourself you know how can you imagine how these guys feel about this? Well, we were together when I found out, and mm-hmm. I was just, I was shocked. And, and when the first news 
uh, I saw it on my phone, and the, we had very little information in the beginning. You know, it was just that Alec Baldwin shot a shot gun, a gun and, and it killed somebody. Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what happened? And as the days have gone on, we've found out more information. Like you said, um, who knows what else we'll find out as things mm-hmm. go on. Um, so, like you said, the jury's still out and more. But, but since then, I, I've just been in shock and. Uh, I've just felt for not only, obviously, the victim's family and everyone on set, but it's been a eye-opening experience. I, yeah, I feel like for film and even entertainment in general, like no mm-hmm. one should, no one should be harmed in any sort of film set, but also in any job that they have. Like mm-hmm. no, no one should be put in that situation. So it, it's definitely like uh, I've definitely been feeling it, mm-hmm. and um, for just film in general. Um, it really, you know, it, yes, we have the conversation about um, gun safety and, you know, what sort of props you should have on set, like what you were mentioning of what you can do in CG, what you can, you know, things that, things going forward that you can change. And it, it the whole time that, that this, this conversation has been going on about the situation, I keep thinking back to the, uh, the situation with the IATSE or however you the say strike. it. The strike. The mm-hmm. strike. And... It, it, it like in my heart I feel so bad for the vi- victim's family and mm-hmm. all of those affected and you hate for a tragedy to happen for change to happen yeah you hope in the best of people and you mm-hmm. hope that things can get better without something as tragic as this however it, it's 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 all you can look forward to is hopefully with this and in addition to strikes and if, you know, other things are going on that the things can get better yeah. and only in the future sets can get safer. Mm. Um, and it shouldn't take for something like this to happen for that to happen. But like I said, hopeful that this can be prevented for the future um, with a spotlight on crew safety already. Um, yeah. So it's uh, nothing but unfortunate and incredibly tragic and should never have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we continue to have this conversation about set safety and performer and crew safety, I, you know, we just hope that we continue in the correct direction going forward. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you. Thank I work you. in entertainment. Yes. So, it's, uh, it, it, I know I it hits you a certain type I of feel, way. Mm-hmm. I feel for it. You know, being in charge, like you said, as a mm-hmm. creative director and mm-hmm. uh, set and any, anyone um, being in charge of anyone's safety in any yeah. sort of capacity, mm-hmm. not just a film set. You're in charge of these people from mm-hmm. the day they clock in yeah. to when they clock out. Yeah. Anything that happens on your watch that could be prevented, it, it it's, the, I could not imagine the guilt or, you know, any sort of ill feelings like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Well, what do you guys think about this horrible tragedy? Please stay kind in the comments. I normally don't have to say that, but, you know, come on. Um, we are going to make go a lot more lighthearted now. No. Don't worry. We had, to, we had to address it. We did. Of course, but. but there's some updates on the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie? That Greta Gerwig is making. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Yes. How did I forget about that? <laughs> yes. So a while ago, it announced that Greta, because the the Barbie movie's gone through a lot of shit. At one point, it was going to be Amy Schumer. At one point, like they they were going to do like this story about being beautiful on the inside and outside, sure, and do sure. this whole thing. Sure. But then it, Paul Feig was going to direct it, and then a bunch of shit happened. Greta Gerwig's directing it. Margot Robbie is Barbie, and now, according to Deadline. Ryan Gosling has joined the cast as Ken. No way. Yes way. No way. I'm going to read a little bit from the article. Sure. Margot Robbie's Barbie movie looks to have found its Ken. Sources tell Deadline that Ryan Gosling is in final negotiations to play the iconic Mattel character. I- I'm I'm in. Like, I love Ryan Gosling. You know this. Oh, yeah. He's probably my favorite actor working today. One of them. 
And uh, I love Margot Robbie. I love Greta Gerwig. And you know what? I'll say it. Film Twitter, film YouTube. Little Women was better than Lady Bird. Come fight me. But I think she's a great filmmaker. And I think that... Um, I- I'm so curious about this movie because I'm getting Lego movie vibes. <laughs> we're, Wait, really? We're, 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 we're like... When you heard about the Lego movie, mm-hmm. you were like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Sure. And then you hear that Lord and Miller are directing it. And you're like, ah, yeah, but like, it's the fucking... They're just trying to make money. It's a Lego movie. That's so dumb. And then it was fucking awesome. It was such a good movie. So I'm... They have the talent, right? Because my first my first instinct is, this movie's going to blow. Right. Like, what the hell? But then Greta, Margot, Gosling. Like, I, I, wh- what do you make of all of this? So... If I'm being honest, I didn't realize this movie was happening until very recently. So I am still very much in shock of the fact that a live-action Barbie movie is happening. Um, and then paired with all of these big names, like you said, I'm very much shocked that they are putting that much talent in it because, you know, when you have good people, you get good content. So mm-hmm. like you said, I'm hopeful. And I think that, you know, people love doing a big, a, a big trend in film nowadays is going back on nostalgia. Yeah, look, the, the Lego movie, if you mm-hmm. will, or revamping things from our childhoods. So, yeah. And that's not just uh, like kids' movies. A lot of, uh, I, I think, even main culture, things like that have happened. So it's, it's mm-hmm. in the eye. It's not completely unheard of to do something like a live-action Barbie movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm hopeful. I think it'll be funny. I think, but Ryan Gosling is interesting because Margot Robbie, Barbie. That's, that's mm-hmm. Barbie. If yeah. you ever saw one. Gosling, yeah incredibly attractive hold on He's, hold on hold on what are you about to say that ryan gosling isn't hot enough to be no i let me finish because i will fight you because he is beautiful he is be- oh you did you did he didn't let me finish all right all right fair uh, fair keep it going huh. you did say that lady uh little woman was good so that's one point for women <laughs> even though you interrupted me well it cancels out it's it fine. cancels out we're good uh, <laughs> uh we love uh greta Gerwig here um, but you left your that. Oh, uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is Ken, as a figure in pop culture, if you will, is known for, you know, being the blue eyes, blonde hair, like squeaky clean, too buff because it's, you know, uncomfortably buff type of guy where, I don't know, immediately when I would think of Ken in live action, I would think of something like Channing Tatum or something where you, I, I don't know, the, that type of person. Ryan Gosling is incredibly hot. Mm-hmm. Incredibly. Like, he's don't gorgeous. get me wrong, he's gorgeous, but he's a different kind of hot. Does that make sense? It has nothing to do with buffness. It's almost. He's incredibly muscular. I didn't say he's not. It, it's a. <laughs> Getting defensive real quick. I'm just, I, what have I said? I've said he's hot. It's a different kind of hot, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me educate you. No, just. So so you think Ken Kimbo. is like John Cena hot? That's a beautiful explanation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Where uh, Ryan Gosling is talented beyond his looks. He is hot as well. Yeah. Someone who's just like a beefcake, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the the when you think of like a traditionally hot mm-hmm. whatever type of man, go with that Ryan Gosling is I'm saying he's better. Yes. But I think with his acting ability, he can play dumb. Sure. And I think I'd rather have a great actor who can play dumb than just a hot beefcake who is dumb because then they can't make it look authentic even though that's what they are. Because when you put the camera on, all bets are off. Sure. I was actually going to Uno Reverse you. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling is such a good actor. 
I would be interested to see if they change the Ken character a little bit. Well, I'm sure they're going to change all kinds of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Like, you know, it's an adaptation. But I think you don't cast Ryan Gosling unless you plan on doing something interesting to the character. That was, yes. That's right. what you were getting at. That was what I was getting okay. at. I'm just I gotcha. not good at explaining. I started thinking about Ryan Gosling and it just... Ooh, yeah, right. Margot Robbie too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, so. yeah. They they can't fully see the poster. I have a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster with Margot Robbie You don't up there. have her in the background? No. They can't... They can, you should be able to see the Psycho poster though. The audience, yeah. So incredible. Yes, that's a little one, but you know, we do what we can here. Uh, but yes, what do you guys think about Ryan Gosling joining the Barbie movie? What are your thoughts on that thing in general? Let us know. And for the final story of the day, this one put a little smile on Dalton's face for nostalgic reasons, as we were just speaking of. You know how there's going to be an Obi-Wan show? Yes. Then there's going to be an Ahsoka show. And how with the Obi-Wan show, we knew that Hayden Christensen was going to come back in that show. Well, he's also coming back for the Ahsoka show. No way! Yes. What? This is coming from Hollywood Reporter. Uh, based, and, and it doesn't say in what capacity he's coming back. They're assuming it'll be like a flashback to the Clone Wars or maybe like a Force Ghost type thing. Who knows? But the actor will reprise the role of Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, in Ahsoka in the latest Star Wars live-action series. From Lucasfilm, Disney Plus, multiple sources tell THR. Um, plot details being kept in the far reaches of the Outer Rim. Haha. But it is known that longtime Star Wars lightsaber wielder Dave Filoni is writing the series and producing with Jean Favreau. It's unclear how Skywalker, or for that matter Vader, will figure into Ahsoka, much like Mandalorian. It's set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi and therefore after Vader's death. Oh. So, very interesting. So, the prequel movies, in my opinion, not great. But they're the ones I grew up with. And I have very fond memories of watching them. And I have fond memories of Hayden Christensen. I met Hayden Christensen. I met him, McGregor, and Natalie Portman all at Star Wars Celebration in Indianapolis, Indiana when I was six or seven years old. It was a highlight of my life. It was awesome. <laughs> and I think, like Brendan Fraser, he's just a lovable guy who didn't do nothing to nobody and i feel like he coming back him coming back to star wars is it speaks more for them what it is because he got bullied like when he was in that role and so him coming back not only shows a turn in the fan base for him but it also shows because he hasn't even acted much since he had his family so they must be paying him some money one and two i like that he wants to he clearly wants to come back and it doesn't look like it's going to be for that much work it's not going to be that long, but I think it's exciting, and I'm really happy about it. What are your thoughts on Hayden returning in Ahsoka? I'm nothing but thrilled. I love him. He's great. He's just like like, like Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a sweetheart, and I, I don't know what I was thinking about the Ahsoka show. I don't know why I thought it was a prequel where you would see her. I don't, I don't know why I had that in my head. I guess because this new version with Rosario Dawson is... Yes, it is older her, but I've always known Ahsoka being younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just like imprinted in my brain, if you will. So I assumed live action. But however, it makes sense that it's afterwards. Um, but the fact that we're going to get to see a live action version of them together, like Anakin in his prime, like pre-Vader and her, and maybe even when he, you know, if it's a flash, flashback of after he turns to Vader, you know, whatever yeah. it is, mm-hmm. anything like that. 
insane. The fact that it's him, because sure they could have recast it, but the, but the fact that they're making it a priority to bring him back and do justice to the whole franchise, incredible. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yes. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I, seeing that being brought to life by such great talent is only going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big fan of when the different eras of Star Wars reference the other one. Right. Like, there's a little line in The Last Jedi that I love where Luke is talking to Rey about like the fall of the Jedi, which happened in the prequels, but still you could make the, you could make the excuse of like, Oh, we can still ignore the prequels. But then he says, you know, and that allowed Darth Sidious to rise and they didn't call the emperor Darth Sidious until the prequel. So it's just like, Oh, the sequel trilogy with an original trilogy character just referenced the prequel. Tri- and it's tying it all together and having Hayden return, especially if we see him look like Hayden, right? It ties this era in between um, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, the animated series, because it's those characters, and the prequels. I just like that the universe is being the universe. Canon. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's fun. Yeah. And really cool to see. Uh, I couldn't be more stoked about this. What do you guys think about Hayden Christensen coming back to play Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader in Ahsoka? Let us know down below. And would you like to add anything else to the show? No, I had a lovely time. Yeah? Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. I had a good time. Uh, But Nick, please come back because, like I said, big shoes to fill. And uh, I don't think I nailed that opening as good as you did. So please come back. You don't have to be nice to him. You can be really mean. Say something horrible. Be mean to him. (laughs) Nick, you suck. Nice one. Good job, babe. Thank you. No problem. No problem. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you on the next one.